The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss trouble at Netflix, Elon Musk's bid to take over Twitter, and stress testing your portfolio. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. Netflix tumbled 35% on Wednesday, a sell-off which reduced the market value of the company by $54 billion. Year-to-date, Netflix is the worst-performing stock in the S&P 500, as well as the tech-heavy Nasdaq. Why all the negativity? The streaming service shocked Wall Street by announcing the loss of 200,000 customers in the first quarter. Guidance suggested a further loss of another 2 million customers in the near term. Consumers' spending habits may be changing, with inflation forcing them to reduce expenses like streaming services as a quick way to save money. The drop in customers has led Netflix to react by changing long-standing policies. For example, it will introduce an advertising-supported option for subscribers, as well as starting to crack down on people sharing their passwords. Netflix has suffered this year as the pandemic-era increase in users faded, and investors have turned away from high-value technology and growth stocks. Well-known activist investor Bill Ackman of the firm Pershing Capital sold his investment at a $400 million loss because, quote, we have lost confidence in our ability to predict the company's future prospects with a sufficient degree of certainty, end quote. Competition from Amazon Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, and other streaming services further complicate Netflix's future outlook. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover has turned hostile because the social media company does not want to be taken over. To ward off Elon's unwanted advances, Twitter is using the anti-takeover measure known as the poison pill, which is designed to block an investor from accumulating a majority stake in a company. Twitter adopted a poison pill plan on April 15th, shortly after Musk unveiled his takeover offer. Why have poison pills been effective at warding off unsolicited offers? The idea behind a poison pill strategy is to increase the number of shares, which then dilutes the bidder's stake and causes them a significant financial loss. 
For example, a company has 100 shares outstanding, valued at $1 each, meaning the company's market value is $100. An investor purchases 10 shares at a cost of $10 and now has a significant 10% stake in the company. The company allows for a poison pill to be triggered once any hostile bidder owns 10% of the stock. And that poison pill gives all the other shareholders the opportunity to buy additional shares at a discounted price, which has the effect of quickly diluting the activist investor's original stake, as well as making it worth a lot less than it was before. Many companies have used poison pills to successfully fend off hostile takeovers, but these types of anti-takeover measures are generally frowned upon because they can hurt a company's value. They can also be perceived as working against shareholder interests and be more about protecting the board and current management than attracting more generous offers from other potential buyers. Shareholders may yet benefit from poison pills if they lead to a higher bid for the company. Some people think that Elon Musk has no interest in actually buying Twitter and is only going hostile to encourage other bidders and increase the value of his current investment in the company. Musk said last week that he did not care about the economics of the deal, quote, at all, end quote, and that he was pursuing the acquisition because it was, quote, extremely important to the future of civilization, end quote. Is Elon just a good guy with no interest in making money at Twitter? Or is he showing his best poker face to hide other more self-serving intentions. Stay tuned for more on this rapidly evolving story. With stock markets reeling from inflation and increasing interest rates, what can you do to understand how your portfolio may react under stressful economic circumstances? Stress tests may be the answer to providing clarity. Stress testing looks at your actual investments and calculates how those investments would have performed under different market conditions. Stress tests can be very specific. How would my portfolio perform if interest rates increase by 2%? Or how would my portfolio perform if the Great Recession of 2008-2009 happens again? Stress tests usually consider very volatile what-if scenarios. Stress tests were once only available to the most exclusive of investment banks and government agencies. Now, just about anyone can have their portfolio stress tested, provided you work with the right advisor. By looking back and seeing how your investments would have performed under extreme conditions, stress tests can help better explain risk and build a portfolio that you are comfortable with.
Would you like your portfolio stress tested? Contact me at investwithwalter.com to keep the conversation going. Join us next week when we discuss dividend investing. Tune in next week for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.